With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. On Giddy Up, Facing the Breeze, with Anthony Butt and Jack Trainer. Near the turn, it's Captain Ravishing, third quarter, 27. Leads by four or five metres on catch a wave, and this pair have burst away. He just wanted to hang in a shade. The leader is Captain Ravishing. Pitt gets to work, trying hard as catch a wave. It's Captain Ravishing. He's still clear. He leads by four metres, inch by inch. Catch a wave is cutting back the margin. Here comes catch a wave. Dives up, grabs the captain. Catch a wave wins the chariots. Catch a wave is beaten. In second, Posse. What a night of harness racing was. It was an interesting night there at Tabcourt Parkman Angle. But catch a wave defeating Captain Ravishing as I say hello to the Facing the Breeze team. Anthony, first of all, I'll start with you. Jack Trainer also with us. I guess the question is, Captain who? <laughs> yeah, uh, we can be a long time in racing yes. now. So, uh, you know, he still went good. But he did. he's just been by a better horse. So, did we... Overrate Captain Ravishing or disrespect Catch a Wave, Jack Trainer? Uh, I think we might have disrespected Catch a Wave. I, I don't think you can take um, any credit away from him. He down at the tradesman way, and um, yeah, to be able to sit outside Captain Ravishing, who still has Ansi win a great race, I think uh, all the praise is to go to Catch a Wave, and uh, he's an exciting horse. Hey, Jack, you've driven a lot at Menangle. Do you see horses hanging like Captain Ravishing did? Can Horses that are not used to racing at that circuit do that from time to time? Well, no, not like that. Gareth, as a rule, obviously, it's a big 1,400-metre track with great bends. And um, I suppose he was sort of even getting in up the straight. I think he took out a few market pegs before he even straightened. So yep. something a little bit off there maybe with him. But, um, yeah, I'm sure Clayton and Emma will iron him out. But at that level, you can't be afford to be hanging. You've got to be as straight as an arrow. And it looked like Ants that... Catch a wave was right on the top of his game and Captain Ravishing was just a little bit off. And that can be the difference when you're racing against these class of standard Bretts. Yeah, I think it just goes to show what a great trainer Andy Gath is. You know, like he peaked him for last Saturday night, you know, the week before they drove him conservatively, had him running home nice and probably took a little gamble, even making the final, you know, the way it turned out, he just scraped in, but as uh, you know, he's had a great preparation and he's looked after him. And um, as I said, he was peaking for the, the night, whereas the other horse, he was, um, you know, he's been going to war every week and uh, yeah. probably just, you know, made the difference. Yeah. And catch a wave, Jack. I thought it was a really good drive by Kate Gath as well to not panic when she got to the breeze and think, well, I've still got a, I've still got one of the best horses here and I'll try and dictate this race or try and rate him in, um, from outside this leader in Captain Ravishing. And I thought it was a gem of a drive under the circumstances. Yeah, she done everything she could from the draw and, and obviously um, kept it pretty simple and just got straight outside him rather than trying to be too clever and, and, and look for spots. And it was probably the winning of the race. And you know, I think what people need to remember too is, um, you know, we had a lot of rain that night and, and yeah. the track, although it held up good, it was still very spongy. So... 
I would have loved to have seen what they would have run clockwise um, if the day, if the rain hadn't have come. I, I reckon, in fairness to catch a wave, I think that's every bit of a low for 148. So it's well, quite an incredible run. So when you when you um, analyse the track like you just did, then Jack. So both horses have gone extremely well. So we can we because we expected Captain Ravishing to win at a dollar twenty. He still he still run a big race in front. Yeah, he's gone a great race, but um, at the end of the day, the, all the accolades go to catch a yep. wave. He, he sat outside him and he beat him fair and square. So uh, whether or not, I mean, moving forward, those two might have some great wars, but um, yeah, I don't think there's any need to talk about Captain Ravishing. The night belongs to catch a wave. Yeah, I think the vet was looking at Captain Ravishing yesterday, Ants. Um, if he's okay and ready to go, if he gets invited, would you come back to Sydney for a miracle mile? Oh, it's a hard one, Gareth. You don't like going to these big races under a cloud. And um, so, yeah, you know, that's probably a big decision for the camp to make. You know, he's not going to just rock up and beat them like we thought he might have been going to this time, you know, last week. So, but yeah, it's a million dollars. He's yep. probably, the boom's off him now a little bit and they can probably drive him a little bit more conservatively. You know, he doesn't have to be out um, doing all the work all the time. So, yeah, I'd probably still give it a shot. Now, I know you Kiwis stick together, and I know you'll probably stick up for your man, Mickey, and Mickey Gurren, who believes it's his his opinion is the only one that counts in the sport of harness racing the other day. And I'm glad he's not on the board of um, an angle because um, Captain Ravishing wouldn't be getting a start in the, the Miracle Mile. This is what our mate Mickey G had to say about Catch a Wave, and we had that debate at the Caracas sales whether he should have gained a start of course, in the AG Hunter Cup there a couple of weeks ago in Victoria. Old Town Road would brain catch away. Do you think so? I don't know. Honestly, this is a no bias. Catch away shouldn't be there. If he went round, he'd be $25. Not if, if he led, he'd be nearly favourite. If he drew the pole... If he, if he led, he would finish on place. I don't know. So what's he smoking these days in Auckland, your mate Mickey G, Jack? Yeah, we spoke in something, Gareth. Yeah. But um, yeah, I had to eat my words a bit too. I didn't have him in my Hunter Cup field either, so oh. it shows. But none of us are experts. But um, yeah, he's an exciting horse, and yeah, Mickey G's one of a kind. And I still reckon he'd still argue with you, black and blue, yeah. if you hit him up again today. He would still argue to me right now. Um, argue to me, um, answered he, he was right. Yeah, well, um, he may do, Gareth, but uh, I'm pretty sure he's wrong. Yes. I think as they as they say in the classics, that's um, game, set, and match, really. He should have been in the Hunter Cup. It was a missed opportunity, Ants, by Harness Racing yeah. Victoria. Let's be honest. Yeah, and yeah, definitely, Gareth, I'm with you. I think we've got to, you know, check in the unknown factor sometimes. Add a bit of excitement to these races, and, you know, they mightn't all come off, but uh, as you said, he would have had... Um, you know, more chance and added so much to the race, you know, as, instead of a couple of others that did make the field. So I just hope, you know, and I'm sure they will that New South Wales will put Captain Ravishing in if they if they want to go. So, you know, that's what we need in the game, yeah. you know. We and don't it, want a horse that's battled into fourth in the heats that's uh, set four fence and got fourth and struggled in where, you yeah. know, an exciting machine that uh, adds so much interest. Well, if he was in Victoria and if Mickey Gurren was picking the field, he wouldn't get in. Captain Ravishing, but Jack Menangle do it a little bit differently, thank God. So if he wants to come, they'll give him a star and he'll add a lot to the race. It's a decision now whether the camp will come. But the message I got yesterday from Hastabia saying that um, 
Clayton believes that if he comes through all of those tests from the vet, that you'll see a different horse. So the talk has already started, which I love. Yeah, well, obviously, um, if the vet's there, they'll find if something's amiss and hopefully they put the horse first. But I, I think Menangle probably would give him a wild card. Obviously, um, the sprints this week are wide open. There's going to be some hard luck stories in this year's Miracle Mile for sh- of horses not getting in. But he is still worth, well, he was a $2.50 favourite there at one stage for the Miracle Mile. So it would be hard to leave him out. And as Ant said, he's... Now he's got that little cloud of can he bounce back and can he go better. It does bring an excitement to the race. So I'm pretty certain Manang would, would invite him in. Don't go anywhere, boys. We'll take the news and we'll come back with plenty more. We'll dissect those big races coming up on Saturday night at Tabcourt Park, Manangle. Welcome back. This is Facing the Breeze. Um, I'm giddy up on this Tuesday morning. Boy, I'm excited about the meeting at Tabcourt Park, Manangle on Saturday night. We've got a couple of group ones. It's ladies night, basically. We have the Ladyship Mile, which is a race dominated by a man, Jack Trainer, and also, of course, the New South Wales Oaks. Jack, we'll start with you. Looking at the field for the Ladyship Mile, um, geez, I'm confident with one here. I just think the map works out perfectly for Brave You Cali. Sits 1-1 on the back of Tough Tilly, then pulls out at the top of the straight and goes Wooshka. Um, do you share my confidence? Yeah, well, if it sounds easy, Gareth, so if you don't mind just relaying that message to Cam Hart and tell him that's what we want to be doing. But, yeah, on paper, number draw, it doesn't look ideal. No one really wants to be out of nine. But, um, yeah, with Tough Tilly out in ten, it gives you a bit of confidence that if she rolled forward, she might find some good cover. And, um, yeah, she's she seemed really well. She's come through all her runs really well. And, um, yeah, hopefully she just hasn't peaked a week early. She was brilliant last start. So, I think um, she's probably my best chance of the three. Okay, so Stylish Memphis, she has been superb in this race the last couple of years. Are you happy with her? Yeah, I am, Gareth. She's sort of been a little bit disappointing at the races without being too hard on her. She's been perfect at home, and everything says that she's always as good as what she's ever been in the previous two years. But just on race day, she probably just hasn't been letting down Mm. like the Stylish Memphis of old. But she's drawn pretty handy in the middle middle row draw she'll be able to do no work and she's still sort of me going good enough if the race was run upside down she can definitely still win it would be lovely to send her out winning three in a row yeah she's been a wonderful man there's no doubt about that ants i can't believe like you've been um jack trainer's idol throughout um his career he's looked up to you but he can't give you a drive when he's got multiple runners in a group one no and he should know gareth that yeah. I'm the the best team man ever. So with yes. three in the race, you'd think he'd be have something organised, wouldn't you? But yeah. no, they they soon forget these young fellas. No, yeah, unbelievable. Um, He's mild or off the track, not on the track. Yeah, <laughs> uh, got it wrong. Yeah. What about the Schweppes Sprint Group Two? Um, this is an interesting race. Bondi Lockdown Barrier One, Spirit of Saint Louis Three. Now Jason Grimson had a chat to him. Um, He's been saying this to his rivals for the last couple of months. You better zip it. And he's got that pace from gate five. Hurricane Harley, six. Penny Tiger, seven. Triple eight, eight. I cast no shadow, nine. And then BD Joe Seuss Bromac. Um, what do you think about this race, Ant? It's a, it's a fascinating contest, especially with Bondi lockdown drawing barrier number one. Yeah, well, I guess it all comes down to the prince again, doesn't it, if he's going to... If Jack has a word to him, he's going to hold up like he did at Ballarat. And uh, 
find our lockdowns on his back, um, you know, that brings those two right into it. But a lot of gate speed out wide as well. So yeah. it's going to be a burn that first two or three hundred. But, um, you know, I think Luke and uh, the Prince, they hold the key with the draws I've got. So I guess it will uh, just depends what Jack has says to him later in the week. Yeah. So I thought the Prince handled himself beautifully the other night at Meltzer under a little bit of pressure from his his friends and his rivals. What do you think here, Jack? What do you make of this race? Well, I know one thing, the Cobbardy Equine Camp, they're bloody blessed when it comes to these draws. It's like they've picked their own and um, <laughs> it makes it awfully hard with Bondi Lockdown 1 and Spirit of St. Louis 3, but uh, I highly doubt the Prince. I think he learned his lesson that um, in the Hunter Cup. I don't think he'd be holding up in that race and, if he did, I'd be more than happy to go and put Grimo's big red horse straight outside him. All right, then. What about in the group two other qualifier for the Miracle Mile? Where you've been, Boppin looks the leader. Uh, Major Meister, hopefully he can bounce back to his best. You've got Expensive Ego, uh, Honolulu Bay, the Hunter Cup winner, Ants. If you had to drive one horse in this race and we've got better Eclipse also engaged, which horse would you like to be driving? Well, I think Honolulu Bay is the class horse. Gareth, um, you know, the form was probably in the field, but he's drawn the worst, so he's going to have to be good to win from there. So now, it's a pretty even field, you know, a lot of chances. It's probably not as strong as the first heat, but, um, you know, a lot of chance. Ultra wise guy, even him, he's had two unlucky runs now in Aussie, and um, he'll need the right run, but he's he's very quick off the horse's back. So, yeah, it's a t- tough race to pick this. Yeah, which one would you like, or who's the biggest danger in your eyes there, Jack? Because you're, you're driving Cranbourne, who, with all due respect to D. Aiken's got not much of a chance, I don't think, there on Saturday night. Who's your biggest danger? Yeah, you'd think Honolulu Bay, like yep. said, is a class runner, but it is going to be tough. And it goes back to, like I said, there's going to be some horses in this race that are in great form in these two heats that are going to miss out on a um, into uh, sorry, a miracle mile spot. So yeah, it's going to be some great racing, and I'm um, looking forward to being part of it. I'll give you a tip, um, Jack. I think Ann Turnbull will put on a clinic in the Derby heats. He's nearly the the informed trainer drive of of New South Wales. I know you're on fire of late, but boy, he could train. He's just he could he's just on fire. I've never seen a man dominate, especially in country New South Wales. So I think he'll dominate the Derby heats. He's got. What on deadline he goes really well, and his star three-year-old better be the best, the Group One winner. Who's your best on Saturday night, Jack? Um, it would probably yeah, you're right with Nathan. Ever since you took Surface off and he's been <laughs> flying, Gareth, you were holding him back. I think he's well, got some good stock in his I, bar now. I tell so. you what, Graham DeWi makes you all look, you two look like amateurs. He just made you look silly with the dominance he's done with that horse since he he took over in Queensland. I didn't want to bring oh, it I'm, up. You bring I'm it up because I've got another truckload for him to come. So that, that's good for me. <laughs> uh, my best. I, it, it's probably still got to be stylish Memphis. Um, yep. you know you can't ride her off, and I'm also happy with where um, Sky Blue drew in the Oaks. She drew two, went well on Saturday night. So she's a knockout hope too. No, she won't win. Peaceful be winning the Oaks. And what about you, Ants? Have you got a winner for us this week? Uh, we've got a few on Thursday night at Melton, Gareth, or Thursday, I'm not sure. Um, got a little filly called Lady of the Arts. It's big on ability, but bad on manners. But uh, if it gets it right, I think it'll be pretty hard to beat. Unlike a Lady of Arts to be bad on manners. Um, we wish you the best of luck, Ant and Jack. Big time, big stage on Saturday night. Um, don't disappoint your fans. And I might sign up for the fantasy competition and just put you as my number one seed. 
chuck me in, Gareth. It's ladies' night. This is when I'm going to do my best work. Yeah, we wish you the best of luck. Thank you, Jack. Thank you, Ants. Thanks, Gareth. There's Anthony Thanks, Barton, Jack Trainer. That is facing the breeze on this Tuesday. Um, yeah, we'll preview those races in a little bit more detail as well when the markets come out as we get closer to that big night of harness racing there in Sydney. Um, we'll take a quick break. We've got a couple of special guests coming up next. It's Pick Your Own Horse at the 2023 Melbourne Yearling Sale when we talk to the Nutrient Equine team and Mark Barton and his special guests in Shannon Nixon and Craig Judd.